0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Paranormal Explorers. I'm your host, Keith. And tonight, we got a spooky one for you guys. Tonight, we're going to take a trip into the unknown, to a place that many people don't like to go. Tonight, we're going to meet the shadow people. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited for this episode because it's shadow people. And shadow people are one of those topics that you can just kind of keep talking about forever and ever. Everybody has a story. Everybody's experienced one. Everybody kind of knows what you talk about when you say shadow people. Uh, In fact, I'm actually going to start this off with a story of my own. And so this, this took place in about... Uh, 2005-2006 I was uh, 17 or 18 years old and I would regularly walk from my house to my dad's place of employment which was a restaurant and you had to turn down this street that was a long street that that went down about a quarter mile and then he turned right and it went down a hill which led into the parking lot uh, of where where he worked and along this is light poles um and i i couldn't tell you the distance now that i look back on it but there was quite a few and i remember walking down this many nights and being able to have this kind of eerie feeling and i wasn't sure what the eerie feeling was and one night i happened to look up and as i'm walking down the street i see this shadow figure jumping from light pole to light pole behind me and as he's doing this the lights are turning off and so naturally this freaks me out and I take off running towards my dad's place of work and I get maybe half a block from the driveway of the restaurant that he's working at and I look up and the shadow person gets to that final light pull and he stops and then he, he just disappears. It was very strange and I have to admit that I'm not sure what it was. And I mean, it could have been anything, right? And that's kind of the cool thing about shadow people um, is that you are able to kind of have your own wits about you, right? You make that determination about what shadow people are. All we can do is present the evidence that shadow people have and what has been documented throughout You know history, and especially more recently. So, let's kind of take a step back in time, really quick, and kind of figure out where shadow people come from. Now, shadow people date back all the way to the Egyptians, um, and possibly earlier. The Egyptians had a word for shadow people, and it's called "high butt." and the Egyptians believed that the Hybot were one of seven souls that each person had. Uh, The Romans had a word for shadow, which was umbra, also meaning the shade, or the ghost of an individual who went to a place called the Land of Shades. The Land of Shades was believed to be an underground, or part of an underworld, and after that person died, their shadow went there. In Greece, people were known to dedicate their shadows or give them over to gods such as Zeus, and this was considered to be a marvelous sacrifice, but at the same time, or later on, fearsome. For some instance, it was believed that if a person went to the temple, a sanctuary of Zeus, they would lose their shadows. For those who do not know, uh, Ly- Lycius was believed to be the origin of werewolves, and from this particular story, maybe some of the lore concerning werewolves became born. In medieval times, werewolves and vampires were a phenomenon that said that anyone cursed this way lacked a shadow or reflection they lacked a soul in biblical times curses were spoken on a person's shadow for example in numbers 14 9 their shadows departed from them saying something like that meant undeniable doom and was the lowest of the low and if you think about in comparison today versus then we could argue that it's almost like throwing shoes at somebody right so that would be considered to be worse than that moving to kind of the more modern beginning we can really credit the shadow man phenomenon starting all the way back to April 12th 2001 with art bell and anybody who doesn't know who art bell is i would seriously encourage you to go and listen to Coast to Coast AM. Uh, I remember listening to this show when I was younger, very late at night, and it's an incredible show, and I would encourage you to listen to it if you haven't. He interviewed Thunder Strikes. This is a First Nation elder, a teacher, and a co-founder of the Deer Tribe Mets Medicine Society. During this particular episode, the pair talked at length about the topic of shadow people, And even encouraged listeners to send in their own drawings of the terrifying phenomenon. And as it turns out, at this point, a lot of people have had this experience. And so, as we know, over the years, there have been plenty of debates about whether or not, you know, shadow people are good or evil. Uh, What are they? You know, what could cause this? Is it something that we're doing? Are they demons? Is it? us playing tricks on our own minds a lot of people report shadow people appearing during sleep paralysis and that's a huge topic that seems to really invite these beings or whatever they are to to join our side i guess you could say on, on this side of the plane where we are able to see them so let's take a moment and talk about sleep paralysis Sleep paralysis, by definition, is a state during waking up or falling asleep in which a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, which often results in fear. Episodes generally last less than a couple of minutes. It may occur as a single episode or be recurrent. The condition may occur in those who are otherwise healthy or those with narcolepsy, or it may run in families as a result of specific genetic changes. The condition can be triggered by sleep deprivation psychological stress or abnormal sleep cycles the underlying mechanism is believed to involve a dysfunction in rem sleep sleep paralysis is commonly experienced by lucid dreamers some lucid dreamers use this as a method of having a lucid dream diagnosis is based on a person's description other conditions that can present similarly include narcolepsy atomic atomic seizure and hypoelemic periodic paralysis and there's really no treatment options available it has been very poorly studied and it is recommended that people be reassured that the condition is commonly and generally not serious so we'll break it down just a little bit further the pathosciology of sleep paralysis has not been concretely identified although there are several theories about its cost The first of these stems from the understanding that sleep paralysis is a parasomnia resulting from dysfunctional overlap of REM in the waking stages of sleep. Polysomographic studies found that individuals who experience sleep paralysis have shorter REM sleep latencies than normal, along with a shortened NREM and REM sleep cycles, and fragmentation of REM sleep. The study supports the observation that disturbance of regular sleeping patterns can precipitate an episode of sleep paralysis because fragmentation of REM sleep commonly occurs when sleep patterns are disrupted and have now been seen in a combination with sleep paralysis. Now, in my own experiences, it's one of the most terrifying things that I have to admit I've probably ever encountered outside of the paranormal, so to speak. I've had a few episodes where I was at school... Yes, that's cool. And I fell asleep at my desk. And I suddenly became conscious, but I was unable to move. And I wasn't able to breathe, which was really strange because your breathing doesn't stop. However, it is said with this too, you know, you're in a, you're in a REM sleep, right? And so your body has essentially shut itself down only to the minimal standards, right? And so it's only doing the basics that you need. So when you wake up, you can't move your breathing is labored because you're breathing shallowly because you're asleep and so it would make sense that something like this would you know make you feel like you can't breathe and so i've had that experience before however i personally have not seen shadow people during sleep paralysis episodes for me i've been very awake when these things have happened so i haven't actually seen it outside in a sleep paralysis situation so we got my first special guest of the evening on this podcast for the first time. Um, I've got with me this evening my wife Cassidy, who has had quite a few experiences of her own when it comes to these shadow people. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and talk about that a little bit. So good evening. Hi, babe. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So so let's kind of talk about when. When was the first time that you ever experienced shadow people
1: um probably around the age of eight i had one and that one has been consistently following me for the last almost 20 years
0: Oh, can you, you want to tell me the story about it like like what happened and do you remember
1: Uh, there's not much of a story with it that i just saw him and i've been seeing him since uh, there, there isn't a story with it. There's nothing that I can remember that special happened the night before I saw him or the night of. You
0: know. Well, okay. So, so how did you see him? Like, what, what was going on when you saw him?
1: I don't remember that far.
0: You weren't like you didn't wake up in the middle of the night and you saw him in the corner, I, or no, nothing like I that. I don't
1: remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Twenty years ago. Well, I know that it was almost twenty <laughs>
0: years ago, but a lot of people are very adamant about the stories that they have. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about some more recent ones then. Um, tell me about the most recent experience you had with Shadow Man. Um, uh...
1: The most recent, or... Why you make this hard?
0: (laughs) What do you mean why I make this hard?
1: (laughs) I can't think of it because they also blur with the nights that I have my nightmares.
0: Okay, so with the nightmares, do you feel that the shadow man is more apt to show up after you've had a nightmare? Like the next, like the following days you see him, or her, or whatever the shadow person is? Do you you tend to see them more, like after you have a nightmare, or do you have it leading up to having a nightmare? They tend
1: to occur more so leading up to one, but also on high stress, which I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's just your anxieties coming through. um But the, uh, the, I think the last time I saw one outside of also having a nightmare was right before I got pregnant and then most frequently while I was pregnant. Like consistently he was there frequently and um, even though I still had nightmares along that time, like he was there whether I was having a nightmare before or not.
0: Okay, and was he was he a shadow man or was he a hat man?
1: No, he was a shadow man. He was not wearing anything.
0: Okay, can you describe him?
1: Um, He stood about six feet and he was black and kind of like staticky looking.
0: Staticky looking? Did he mm-hmm. have eyes? Did you notice the eyes at all? I
1: didn't see any eyes.
0: Okay, okay. And has he ever like spoken to you or made gestures at you or anything like that? Or is he just kind of like be there?
1: He's just there. There He's are there. other things that touch me. It's not usually him.
0: I feel like I should save that one for another podcast, like another episode. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into like dark entities touching my wife. Um,
1: I have weird things that happen to me. <laughs>
0: that's why I felt she was perfect for this. Uh, so, okay, so how do they appear to you? Does that make Does that question make sense?
1: No.
0: So how do you see them? Like, so when they when they come in, when when you notice them, like, how are they? How are you perceiving them? Are they Are they figures? Are they Masses? Are they blobs? Are they, do they come out of the wall? Do they, you see what I'm asking?
1: So I guess in that case there's two. There's one that is a solid form of a man Okay. that I see, and then I have that shadow that creeps along the walls that um, dark out all of the lights until it reaches me. And that one is the one I, that has been following me for almost 20 years, um, but I don't know exactly when the first time it was I saw him, and I don't know what led to it, but he consistently has been with me. This, the figure that stands six feet, solid man type thing, he didn't start showing up until four or five years ago.
0: Okay, so that was after we met. Yes. So when did you first see him? Do you remember?
1: The shadow man? The, like, the or physical The physical shadow- man,
0: yeah, the man itself.
1: After Kirsty and I hung out, when you and Cynthia went to Denver, he appeared after her and I hung out.
0: Okay, and just so you guys know, Kirstie and Cynthia are um, friends that we've made uh, when we were involved with an organization that trained service dogs for veterans. Cynthia is the the head trainer, um, was the head trainer, I apologize, and then uh, that was followed by Kirstie who also was a trainer. I think my wife Cassie was also a trainer as well. And so we met these two wonderful ladies during this time and became very close with them. Um, And so uh, that's why Cassie brings them up. Uh, it's relevant so i just figured i'd give you a little backstory so you guys kind of two names kind of one of those things you don't uh, who's that kind of thing so <coughs> i can edit that out okay so so after Kirsty, do you remember like was it a couple of days after kirsty was it like a week was it a month do you remember
1: i think it was about a couple of days after kirsty and i like Because that night that you two were in Denver and her and I hung out at her house, we got really close. That's, like, what sparked our friendship because she has weird things that happened to her, too. And I finally felt comfortable to talk to someone about it. And a couple of days after her and I talked, that's when I started noticing him. And I noticed him at the foot of the bed um, on your side, actually, and he was just standing there. The first time I saw him, I didn't get, like, any fear vibes from him. He didn't try and reach out to me. Nothing of that nature, and then I've consistently seen him since.
0: So now, does he also appear after you have nightmares, or preluding to a nightmare, or is it more of that mass?
1: It's more of the mass that comes with the nightmares, as well as, like, other things will appear too.
0: (laughs) I didn't know about the other things will appear part. That's a new one to me. Um, There's a lot. does, does Does he, like, give you, like, the I'm gonna hurt you vibe, or is it... Just kind of like a neutral observer type situation, like where he's just kind of watching you.
1: He just seems to be watching. Um, I got most fearful of him while we were pregnant, and he would stand between our door and the baby's door before she came, oh, yeah. and he was almost always consistently there. How and, often
0: did you see him there?
1: Um, every couple of days, really? Yes, and
0: would he do anything when he like. Point at you? Would he smile at you? Did he do anything at all? Or you just. The mask was just there?
1: He was just standing there. I don't think he is any kind of malevolent or evil or bad or anything like that. He just. He always stood between the doors. Um, He was in our room a lot. I never saw him in Charlie's room. But.
0: That's such a strange, like. Story. You know what I mean? Like. I. Full disclosure, Cassie has told me these stories before, but I, whenever I hear them, I'm still so, I don't know, they still cre- kind of creep me out, especially when she tells me that the Shadow Man was standing out of the foot of our bed at my side when I'm not home.
1: No, you were home.
0: Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I was home.
1: You were dead asleep. I
0: was dead asleep, apparently. Why don't you tell them about the time that somebody touched you and you thought it was me when I was gone?
1: Uh, That's the second time I have experienced something touching me. I was pregnant. I don't remember how far along, far enough along, I think five or six months. You were, I think, in Wyoming. Okay. Um, And I had woken up because you were working nights and it was really close to you being almost home and you know how you reach that point in your sleep sometimes where you start to wake up and then you fall back into sleep but you never truly wake up? Yeah. Well, I'd reached that point and I felt someone rubbing circles in my back in a very calming gesture that, you know, you do when someone's not feeling good or just to show appreciation or not appreciation, affection, affection to a loved one. And I felt that. And I remember instantly thinking, oh, Keith got home early. Um, and then... I was facing your side of the bed and I went, Keith doesn't get home for three more days. And I woke up fully and I couldn't, there was nothing behind me, but the hand didn't stop until I woke up fully and I realized nobody's home. That's the second time something's happened, like touched me.
0: That's, that's super creepy. (laughs) Um, That's definitely one of those creepy ones. So with with the Shadow guys, do you have any speculation about what you think they are? Either one of them. It could be the guy that's fully, you know, masked himself or the blob.
1: The Shadow, I think, is something evil. I don't know what. Um, but I have never gotten a good feeling from it. It has always scared me. And the fact that it snuffs out all the lights in the room... It, um, creep me out it's part of the reason why I had to sleep with a nightlight till I was 16 and why when I wake up from a nightmare I want a light on Um, because if the lights bright enough it can't but if it's just like the glow of the street or an alarm clock based light or even something tiny like a nightlight it'll snuff it out that one really scares me the actual figure I don't think is bad there isn't anyone in my family that has died that I'm super close with. So I can't be like, oh, I think it's their spirit watching over me. Because I do believe that that happens. But nobody in my life has died close enough for that to happen to me. Um, so I, it's very possible that that is a family member. Or, you know, just some kind of good spirit. But I don't get any evil from that whatsoever. He just... Seems to be standing there to observe.
0: And there are a lot of people who believe, you know, that, you know, the shadow men are kind of a neutral observer, if you will. Right? It's somebody that you know is just there, kind of along for the ride. They don't really have any, you know, they're just kind of watching. Uh, and so, with I, I definitely agree. With, with you based on what you've told me with that guy. I, I think that that's probably what that is. Um, as for the blob, I've never seen the blob. The, the mass, the shadow mass, I don't, I, I've never personally seen it. I haven't been around, I don't think, when it's, I have been around. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen it. <laughs> ah. And so why don't you tell me about the first time somebody touched you or grabbed you?
1: Uh, the first time we lived in that second apartment and your sister still lives with us. And it was before we moved the bed to Against the Wall, so it was still in the middle of the room. (coughs) Sorry. And I was in a dead sleep. We hadn't watched a horror movie before that. We hadn't watched anything funny. It was a usual Futurama that we had watched. And you were dead asleep, and so was I, and something came up, and full-blown, grabbed my foot. And not that anyone can see what I just did, but just like that. And I could feel nails. And it woke me up to the dead sleep to the point I sprang out of bed.
0: Well, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> did you wake me up for that?
1: I don't remember.
0: I don't remember either. I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't the creepy like you don't know why it's grabbing you or you know what I mean? Like the shadows in the corners of your eyes and that kind of that kind of stuff just like, for whatever reason, just creeps me out.
1: None of my things have been shadows in the corners of my eyes. I have always been able to look at them directly.
0: That's interesting. I wonder why. I wonder why. If you guys if you guys have any ideas or could provide some kind of insight as to why she's able to look at it directly like that, I'd love to know because sometimes you're not able to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a lot of people, you know, you're... you're you don't really see them. It's just like a fleeting, you know what I mean, a fleeting sighting out of the side of the corner of your eyes or around that corner where like out of focus and you happen to, you know, you look back and it's gone. Uh, so it's it's always something that's kind of strange. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: I can look at them directly.
0: That is very interesting.
1: What do you think of the other figures I've seen? That aren't necessarily shadow.
0: I haven't heard the other figures that you've seen.
1: I've told you about them. Well
0: tell me again. <laughs> we got more figures, guys. <laughs> uh, Johnny on the spot. Tell me more.
1: There was the little girl that I saw in my closet in the Avalon house. All
0: right, so why don't you tell me about the little girl in her closet?
1: Um, I don't remember what age I was. I think I was about 12, and she was in all white and she had white hair and she was facing in towards my closet so I couldn't see her face I could just see the back of her and she was crying and I could tell based off of, you know how like you can tell people are crying because of the way they move and she wasn't there very long but I like saw her, could see directly at her and um and she didn't Necessarily fade away. Um, I blinked because you know you naturally blink and then she was gone. Um, and then there is the shadow by our bed, the one that follows me. What's that? I just forgot the other ones. I don't remember.
0: Oh, wow. You got to talk about it and now you don't remember it? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. There's a lot of stories in that particular guest. And, of course, she knows that she is very appreciated for coming on here and giving us her stories. So now I'd like to move over to a few clips with an interview that I did with MJ from Tales. Now, this is just a few snippets from her experiences with the shadow people. And then from there, we'll kind of get into some more nitty gritty. I got a couple other uh, posts and stuff that I want to show up on here. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right in, all right?
3: You know what? Um, I don't I um I don't know about Hatman being evil incarnate. I don't know about shadow people being evil incarnate because my experience with them from what what I compare to other people's is totally different. Yeah. Um so you want me to tell you my Hatman story? Oh, it's yeah. like it's not impressive at all. But it's like <laughs> weird. It's like that sounds like some shit MJ would do, you know? <laughs> and it is um so i don't i think this was sophomore year and it was a school night and i remember that shit because i had just like the night before i did homework and i was like oh i gotta go to bed um i have school the next day so i fell asleep and the house that i was living in i kid you not was was fucking haunted so i used to sleep with the nightlight <laughs> no shame i i did now have to sleep in complete like darkness like pitch black girls so i won't go to sleep but the back then younger me had to sleep with the nightlight and i remember just like crashing out of my bed and then it was like i don't remember what time it was but it has to be like two three four in the morning very early it was dark outside still i sit up like completely sit up on the bed and i'm like staring at my door and there's like this shadow figure kind of like in a leaning pose against the door and i was like he was a you know, hat man, had the hat, fedora, but it's weird because his, um, this, the quote unquote suit he was wearing kind of had like a, like a silhouette of a zoot suit. Um, and I, oh. and I was like, that's weird. That's odd. And I was like, that's a weird ass shadow. And I was like, all right. Okay. And then I fell back asleep That's literally it. That was my story. I gave no fucks. Oh. i I was like whatever i was like that's a weird shadow let me go back to sleep
0: such a like and that's the thing is is if you notice maybe maybe not like history but like in people's not everybody's experiences but a Mm -hmm. lot of people experiences they're just like okay like oh it's you know a hat man or it's a shadow dude okay you're in the corner all right i'm gonna go back to sleep now
3: and I just didn't care. And people, a lot of people say like there was like this negative energy. I felt nothing. I was like, man, I'm fucking tired. I ain't got time for this bullshit. I got <laughs> school tomorrow. I got a test probably.
0: Now you can hear the unedited version of this interview in the bonus episode that was posted a few days ago. I again want to thank MJ from E-Spooky Tales for coming on and just kind of talking to me about her experiences and having a pretty good time. It was a lot of fun. So... What are shadow people? April Heberin, a, psycho- a psychology professor at Northwest Missouri State University, says this Most shadow people encounters are probably the product of dreams. When people sleep and enter the REM phase, it's very common for them to see things. The fear, the paralysis, and the entities are normal. There are hormones in REM sleep that paralyze the major muscle groups, and it is called paradoxal sleep. She said, although this happens during REM, these people don't stay asleep, and the hormones are still in their bodies. They can last up to eight minutes and they feel pressure on their chest and can see people when the experiencer becomes fully awake. The shadow person encounter is over, and that all that is left is fear. Other shadow people encounters, as well as those of ghosts, UFOs, and bigfoots, can be attributed to the same trick of light and shadow that allows us to see faces in clouds and carpets. These sightings can also be from electrical stimulation in certain parts of the brain, or in some cases, drugs. And that takes us down another road, the clinical psychology. And so next, I want to share a clip with you guys from Dr. Michelle Golland, courtesy of The Great Big Story, which was inspired by Lore, which is another podcast that was featured on Amazon. Uh, So go ahead and give that a listen here.
2: The worlds of shadow and light can be very frightening for children. I'm Dr. Michelle Golland, and I'm a clinical psychologist. We all have a shadow. We have dark parts, we have aggression, we have impulses that can hurt people.
4: Carl Jung referred to the shadow as the darker parts of ourselves, the part we keep safely hidden by our conscious mind. But for some, the shadow is an altogether real embodiment of evil, one that goes by many names.
2: I think when we talk about shadow and shadow people, we're inherently talking about psychology and our soul. A spiritual sense that there is something beyond the physical.
4: An obsession with the shadow realm is what fueled the depraved desires of 15th-century nobleman Gilles Rais who lured little children to an unthinkable doom behind the walls of his castle in the French countryside. An avowed fan of DeRay's perverted handiwork, Edward Paynell, the beast of Jersey, terrorized the Isle of Wight from the early 1960s until his capture in 1971. Donning a rubber mask, Paynell broke into homes to attack 13 women and children as they lay innocently sleeping. It is the echoes of haunting stories like these that inspired the deadly myth of the Slender Man, a tall figure who is said to reach through computers to beckon his victims out of the safety of their homes and into the darkness of the woods.
2: It's a vanishing story, and who hasn't wanted to vanish? But then also, how scary if you're taken.
4: His choice of attire is appropriately the dark suit and tie favored by Undertakers. Though unlike his contemporaries, To look into his face is to stare into a pale, featureless void that drives survivors to the brink of insanity. But can these shadow people really be the physical embodiment of evil from the world beyond? Or are they just a story we tell ourselves to cope with the darkness that lives within us all?
2: We develop shadows from the time we're born. And it's a defense system. The shadow people are the embodiment of these defenses that we have.
4: Our innermost fears and twisted curiosity, as it seems, will arrive at one of two conclusions. We are the leery prey of the shadows, or we stalk the prey with them.
0: Definitely an interest interesting premise to look at right? Shadow people or hat men being an internal manifestation of us of our own shadows perhaps something that we are afraid ourselves to meet or to admit that exists a demon inside of us a yearning to go into the darkness but I'll leave that up to you to decide. Is it? Or are we seeing any number of things? Are we seeing ghosts? Perhaps they're demons, intent on taking over our bodies. Perhaps it's an astral projection of yourself or somebody else in your home. Maybe they're time travelers from the past or from the future. Perhaps they're interdimensional beings, and that they are parallel to our own universe and they're coming to check out the other universes. Perhaps they're aliens. I mean, anything is possible at this point. But ultimately, I'll leave it up for you to decide. a little bit of home clean up here before I let you guys go. please. If you have any stories or anything like that, feel free to send them over to us at paranormalexplorerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at paranormalexp. And if you'd, instead of emailing or DMing us, if you'd rather call and leave us a voicemail, which we'll feature on the show, you can give us a call at 407 494. 5842 you don't have to leave your name you can be completely anonymous and you'll help us share your story with the world and that's all the time I have for you guys this evening and that'll do it for this evening so I bid you all adieu until next time, farewell adios stay scary